Hey, so this is Drinking with Maya and Araya. And Araya. And me. Happy. Uh, We're happy yeah. to be drinking. Too loud. Sorry. Too hard. So, today, there is lots of things. Lots. You ever just feel like there's not enough to do, but you don't want to do anything at all? Definitely. You think that sometimes everything you're doing is just not worth it, and that you're going to die, and not fulfill any of your goals, you or know, dreams, or aspirations? Before we started this, Arai said it might get dark, because he's drunk, and he was very right. It's very dark, and he's just going to die one day. A lot of the time I think, like, what am I going to do? What am I going to be? How am I going to make things right, correct, whatever? Worth it. Right. For whatever this is. For whatever I am or whatever I think I deserve. How am I going to fulfill those goals? How am I going to be the person I need to be? If not for others, but for myself as well. You're on track to doing it, babe. And I don't know exactly what the answer is. Because I know it's fun. But I don't know if what fun is is right. Yeah. I don't know if the goal in life is to just dedicate yourself to helping others. And if that, or, or and if anything that you do that isn't helping others, you try to justify as in a way of helping others. As in, there's people who are out there risking their lives to save people every day right. for their whole life. And then there's people who provide entertainment, and everyone likes entertainment, but usually the people who are being entertained are those in positions to be entertained. Of course. They're not in positions of severe strife or anything. Unless they're like have cancer or some shit. They're just sitting in a hospital. But people in like immediate need aren't mm-hmm. usually entertainable. And I wonder if, and at least in a philosophical sense, are we just taking this concept of like, well, it makes me happy, therefore it must be what I'm supposed to do. And, it, and then trying to find a way to attribute it to this concept of well that makes me happy how can i identify that with with it helping people because you hear content creators say all the time well i get all these messages like well you were telling me for this dark time and blah 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 but it's always an indirect thing that you didn't expect would be happening Mm -hmm. and then they get all of this praise i'm not saying it's not justified or worth it but the acknowledgments that they receive is far more than the acknowledgments of people who are doing real immediate work for anybody. That's at least in a person, in a first person perspective, uh, verifiable that it actually did work. Right. Where on the internet and through these comment sources, you 
you see these threads and people can just say whatever they want and it doesn't mean that they actually helped anybody or or they're just people post things just hoping that they get that a read on the next video Mm -hmm. but at the same time I think about what I just said and it's not about the the what's it acclaim it's not about the acclaim you receive acclaim is an occurrency of of wealth like the fame I don't think acclaim is the correct word like acclaim like you're being like Acclaim is like the approval of what you've done. Right? You're not using it in the right sense, though. Uh, the. Just fame. No, I'm not saying the fame, but like, the the way people are reacting to you, the thanks. Mm-hmm. Like Praise. the it's the acclaim. That's what. I don't think it's the right term. But nonetheless, it's the praise that you're getting isn't really the currency or, or the meaningful currency of what the cl- the the recognition and the praise you're getting for doing what you're doing isn't the fundamental currency for what should be driving you to compel or compel you to do the acts of kindness that you're being acclaimed for mm-hmm. yeah acclaimed for yeah and I think the people who are actually helping people immediately would agree with that because the only currency that they're interested in is the well-being of others. So how do we understand if whether or not we've helped others and if that's actually the the goal of everything? Because I, 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 I believe that any time I've ever actually gone out of my way to help people, it's like a charitable act, and I'm, not that I've done many, but there's always a sense of, I went, like pride, but also just happiness that you can help someone be happy again or feel good enough where they can maybe be happy again. And is that the role of a creator to try to inspire that? Is the or, or is the creator's role just to ride the wave of the 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 like the privileged class, the the not in dire predicaments kind of situation, and then justify them themselves doing that and not doing any immediate work for anybody because they just have a wider audience so it seems like they're having more of an output and i think there's an argument for both and i'm not saying that any content creators like actual content is is subject to something in, in the respects to say that like they should just drop everything and go help people or that anybody should just go drop everything and go help people because then society collapses as well. But to what extent do you, and within yourself, find that that's your calling, right? Like that's what you're supposed to do. Because although that there is the happiness you get from helping others, 
it's not necessarily something that just you would go out of your way to help others. Like, you would go out of your way to make a podcast. Right. Like, it's, it's, it's really interesting to me to think about that. And it kind of keeps yourself in check, too. Because say this, if this does blow up, or if it does become something that a lot of people listen to, where does my obligation lie with people that I really want to help, right? Should I, because for me, I want to directly help people. But I've always felt like I've needed to develop like a, a large group of people for it to mean anything. Because although interpersonally, I may help one person, and that would mean a lot to me, my impact is relatively small. Just like if you found a bird with like a fucked up wing and you nursed it back to health, right? You helped one bird. But there's so many other birds, so many other animals. Mm-hmm. That if you just had a wider audience of people all collected into an organization, you could help. And then the the answer is like, well, just join an organization, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I mean, I guess that makes sense. But there's something weird that happens when too many people get together. That the goal of something gets misdirected. Or becomes uh, blunted by... Uh, by everyone's intentions and doesn't really hit at the core of what it was supposed to do money ends up getting funneled to something bad money there's just like corruption seeps in somehow in some manner or resentment or intergroup conflict or even if the group is stable the organization is stable there's somehow always a competing source outside of it fucking with it saying no you don't have the jurisdiction to come here oh you can't help these people because you need these records it's always some weird bureaucracy thing that gets involved Mm -hmm. and to me that's sad so when I'm asking this question I think I'm really asking what's the state of humanity you know like what's the state of What's the capacity of our empathy? And in what ways when we combine ourselves together towards a singular goal, does that become disrupted as well? Like, where is that line? Where do we draw that line? Where does it become corrupted? How much influence does something have to have before malevolent intentions start pulling at it and creating something that it wasn't supposed to be? Dirtying the waters of the intention. Right. And if we understand those mechanisms more, if we understand those structures more, can we fix them? Or are those just cyclical cycles? Like, if there's blood in the water, will leeches always go towards it? You know? Is it something that's inevitable? Drinking with Maya and Araya. How fun. Super fun.
the most fun. We have so much fun. But at the same time, I think there's responsibility for people to enjoy entertainment. Unless it's that whole idea that of entitlement. I mean, it's definitely a distraction or a way to look at the world through a lens that's less dark. That allows you to build yourself up again to move toward a goal that is coherent and worthwhile. So that's the role it plays for sure in my mind. But to what extent does that role really impact anyone directly? And that's hard to prove because it's becomes so wide that you're not really sure who it's affecting and why it's affecting them. Is it affecting them because of something you did? Or did you just give that little nudge that allowed everything to set into motion? And... I don't know, the world is such a complex place because that's only just like one problem. That's only just like one small aspect of everything. It's just the, why do we want to be what we strive to be? We become wrapped up in things that just, in my opinion, aren't. And I'm totally, uh, you know, at fault for this too. It's being so obsessed with things that you're told to be obsessed with that if you really boil it all down are just narratives of corporations because they just they they're just like organisms in themselves thriving to make money off of people you know that's the that's the way they survive Mm -hmm. and and most corporations are made with the intent to only make money off of people with the exception of relatively new corporations, and I'm sure a few older ones that are here and there, peppered through, you know, uh, recent history. But it doesn't seem like, at least not in the media's attention, that corporations with true, insightful direction towards the benefit of humanity are... Are really being created. Those are usually called like nonprofit charities. Which, when you think about it, the only real business there should be, aside from uh, basic living accommodations, is, is charitable things. And, and I'm not sure how much I really believe that when I think about it more. I think there's. I think I think there's just. I think. The more I talk about this, I get drawn towards the idea of just managing creativity. And I think creativity is is so infinite and so wild and expanding that the we have this skewed vision of it that we think anything creative is good. And I don't I think it's omnimoral or amoral. Like I don't think it has any type of innate morality. I think creativity is just the ability to put two things together that weren't there before. Mm-hmm. And that could be a malicious scheme to make money and exploit people. Those can be equally creative acts. Except in our society, somehow, through the way we've structured it, we've created our educational systems to become like these factories for malicious creativity. It becomes anything that's outside the box in a way that helps others tends to be put down or tends to be uh, 
not acknowledged or I wouldn't even say that it helps others. I would say anything that goes against the grain of conventional business mm-hmm. seems to be something that is unacceptable and is damn damaging to society or at least looked at that way and is silenced and is prohibited. But that only leaves room for money-making creative schemes. And we've created, and, and that's the whole society, is how can you make enough money to become like all the other people that make enough money? That's the goal of everything, is make enough money to be like the people you see on TV. And when you, when you look at all those things, it's, it's you, you watch miserable people on TV all day. They're all miserable. Mm-hmm. All their shows are just drama. Most of them fucking end up killing themselves. Oh my god. Drugs and blah blah blah. Yeah. But. Drinking. Stark. With my internet. Stark. Because I look at you and I look at you editing your Instagram photos. And it's like, how much of that is a real passion or how much of that is the need for that dopamine hint that Instagram has just pushed on you because it became a societal norm to attribute your wealth in society based on the likes you get. Yeah, I don't like to think about it that much. And that's usually the response to anybody who has a conflicting moral issue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And it's not wrong to enjoy those things either, I don't think. Yeah. I'm not damning anybody who does. I do. I did for a while until I deleted my social media. You still have it, though. I do, especially for this. Especially for the podcast, for sure. I think there's just, like, a hollowness to it. That everyone senses when they're using it, but they refuse to acknowledge yeah. And I think every time you click on it and you don't get that like, you feel it. It becomes fucking apparent. It slaps you in the face. You're like, why am I spending all my time on this? But it's a split second thought. And you never look into it deeper. And then you move on. For sure. Or you post something that you think should get a lot of likes. And it doesn't. It doesn't, get the, it doesn't hit the amount you want. Or it does hit the amount you want and then you want more. Oh, Yeah. Because well, like now just, you've increased your threshold for what you need. Well, it's just like that bikini picture I posted. That was the first time I got like 150 likes on something. I was like, wow. I should definitely go and make sure I can get more likes on the next picture I post. And the weird thing about this is somehow our society has faceted the amount of likes you get into a actual career someone could have. Oh, yeah. And the weirdest thing about that is that whole career is supported only on advertisements. And people say, like, well, advertisements is how businesses promote themselves. But who are the companies that are advertising? It's usually major companies. Mm-hmm. Or it's usually, like, companies ran by major companies or bought right. out by major companies that keep their, like, Omni Corporation in the background. Like, 
But I I also don't... It would be not fair to say they're unnatural. I also hate when people use the word unnatural and don't clarify what they really mean. Because I don't think people think about it deeply enough. And I'm sure people who are listening to this right now are thinking, oh God, he's going to go on this just because it exists on Earth, it's natural thing. And that's true. I am going to talk about that a little <laughs> bit. But it's an interesting concept that, that warrants a little bit more thought. And I understand the way it sounds. It sounds like a cop-out thing that's so obvious that it's it's almost cliche to say. Mm-hmm. But that's because there is no real true nuance in it in terms of expanding upon the idea of like why it's all natural. People just give the answer, well, it's because it's on Earth and it's evolution. Anything in the universe is natural. And that's... And then it's like, how do we judge things, right? Between bad and good. So we use these markers of natural or unnatural as things of saying good or bad. And we use them as saying good or bad by people. Or people made, synthetic, people made, mm-hmm. right? And it also just shows, I think, our ignorance as a species or our, our narcissism as a species. I don't know if it's necessarily ignorance, but the ability the need to separate ourselves so strongly from what we are animals by delineating the things that we make as godly as above anything else right above anything else that nature has made even though you look at even the simplest mechanisms in nature and they're Hundreds of times more complex than anything mankind has ever invented, aside from computing algorithms, mm-hmm. because those are the only things that are on the bleeding edge of just crossing that simplistic threshold that nature has developed through years of evolution, right? Millions and billions of years of evolution. That was quite the rant. I forgot what my main but, point was. Yeah, definitely was. It's just dark, thing. dark. We're all looking for dopamine hits. Oh. Yeah. Getting back to the advertisement thing. It's because I struggle with it internally too. It's like, how bad is it really? And then I look, I think about it, and it's pretty bad. <laughs> it is. It's pretty bad, but we don't have alternatives in the forefront to see why. And there's only new research coming out now relative or or relating why it's bad to something that is abstract enough for people to get the point. Mm-hmm. When we look at tribal cultures, like the Mbuti people of Africa... I did a report on them. It doesn't... Okay. Yeah. I was like, I do not know about them. <laughs> Sounds like he knows his shit because he named one tribe. Yeah, Good job. Exactly. <laughs> no. So, you look at these people, the people of the Congo, right, that live the way they did thousands of years ago minus a few fucking Pepsi t-shirts they get month to month, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Somehow, fucking these corporations weave their sh- fucking shitty influence into everything eventually yeah the f- like that blows my mind that someone in the middle of the rainforest that barely has any contact to anyone else 
has a fucking Pepsi shirt on. Like, they don't have running water. There's fucking fleas eating their eyeballs. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Look up. Fleas eating their eyeballs. I don't think it's fleas. I don't think there's fleas, but there's these fucking parasites that live in the Amazon. Mm-hmm. that get into your eyeballs and it's from like drinking water oh like when God. you splash water on your face they'll yeah. get in your eyeballs and they, they'll make you go blind jesus they also like they get really bad ringworm in their foot Ugh, I don't even want to hear and it and it creates like this necrosis of the flesh mm-hmm. so you get these giant holes in their feet there's these really fucked up parasites it sounds <laughs> and, like it. and they don't have running water they don't have clean water and in the and there's there's people trying to help like I think one of the guys' name is Justin Wren, that Joe Rogan talks about a lot and has had on his podcast that tries to help these uh these people in the Congo, um, get wells, mm-hmm. in in there. But the, the fact that with so much wealth in the world, and I know I'm jumping topics, but the fact that there's so much wealth in the world. And there's people who have necrotic flesh-eating ringworms in their feet and and eye-eating parasites still is, is, I think, just a failure of humanity, a failure of us as a species. If any, if like, if you looked, if you looked at a zoo... And you saw a bunch of, like, gorillas hanging around, but they kept, like, three to... There's, like, ten gorillas. They kept three or four of them mm-hmm. in a cage. Just in a cage. With parasites and shit, but the other ones had, had like, nice trees <laughs> or whatever gorillas like. The other ones had all the bananas, and then there's... But they... but And they could clearly see these three other gorillas in the cage. The other, the other little square on there territory in the zoo no bananas starving to death skinny as fuck and there's a pile of bananas and all these gorillas are eating the bananas and then they get another shipment of bananas every week but no maybe one banana they flip between those three monkeys and they all fight for it mm-hmm. and then one of those gorillas comes over and steals one of the monkeys and makes them work for them but for for two bananas, but that's way more bananas than he's ever had in his lifetime at one time, so he's happy. And then the bananas go bad, but they're not really that bad. They're still edible. They still could nutrient. They're they're about a day from going bad. But the other gorillas are like fuck those bananas and burn them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what the world really is. That's what's really happening to people. And it's just society likes to take the wealthy and move them as far away from those situations as possible. So they're out of sight and out of mind. And the problem and one of the most beneficial things about the Internet is it brings it to the forefront of your attention constantly. But the idea... And it makes me sad every time I think about it. And I don't think you should have to feel guilty all the time. But when you do think about it, you should feel guilty. Is that we're sitting here with this luxurious ability. And, I, and I'm not saying that's bad to complain. People complain. It's just a natural thing about people. 
doesn't even matter if you had a terrible situation in your childhood and everything got better and you always made enough money and nothing was wrong. You'd still find something to complain about. Mm-hmm. But what I am saying is that we have this tendency in society to allow ourselves to be pushed away from a very vibrant and violent injustice. And just because we're working for the gorillas who have access to all of the bananas, we feel like it's okay because we can still make our bananas. Super deep. <laughs> bananas. I haven't talked in so long. I was like, this is just a, a, a drinking with Araya. <laughs> Isn't it fun? Except that, like, I'm <laughs> drinking to, like, drown out the sorrows. Welcome to my head. Uh, All the time. This is my brain, most of the time. You poor thing. I don't talk about it, though. Well, you just did. But I, talk, I talk about it like this in my head all the time, but I don't say it to people, because it's too long. I was honestly not listening. I'm very sorry. I was on Instagram. I don't know a better way to end this rant. Like, that might have been the most perfect example of exactly everything I was talking about. (laughs) Is everything in society is taking our attention away from what is really important. (laughs) And there's these facets of society that are just attention suckers. And so they create these... What Rice gets scared about, though, is in the media... Actually, we only have 15 seconds left. So I'm going to leave it with this. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope it was more coherent this time. Thank you. Return next week for another drinking with Maya and Araya.